What's the haps, coconut heads? Welcome to our podcast, where we talk story about culture, creativity, self-care, and our quirky obsessions. Informing, empowering, and entertaining with humor. You're welcome. I'm your host, Jade Fox. And I'm G Supreme. Sit back, unwind, and join us in our conversation. Hello, welcome to another episode of Coconut Connection. I'm your host, G. Hello, everyone. It's Jade. All right. So we are in the middle of October, and I'm loving that it feels like fall, and it's so slowly nice and chilly. I know, slowly but surely. <laughs> We're supposed to get another. It's supposed to go into the 90s. Oh, like, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. the summer that will never end. Yeah, so I'm just enjoying, like, just going downstairs, and it's nice and cold, and... <laughs> Like I haven't had to turn in the fan because I've have had the fan on like down like whenever we have our recordings like I will have it on like I have had it on since June, June July August September so I've yeah. had it on four months just running uh, to the point where now when I teach I have like a mini fan now because <laughs> I'm just always hot. Isn't it nice to be under the blanket and be like, ooh, it's so nice and Actually, warm. I'm, still not, I'm still not under the blanket. Oh, I still okay, okay. don't do that. But I've been putting <laughs> socks on because I've been having just weird toe issues. Yes. So um, so I've been with the socks. So because it's I leave everything on. I have the window on. I have the fan still blowing. And but it feels it feels really good. And I, I get up in a good mood because it's just nice and cold. I like it. And it's nice and like overcast. I just yeah. like it. Yeah. So what's up? So what's happening with me? Um, I have to, I've been referred to an orthopedic specialist because my hand, they don't think, yeah, they don't think that it's what they thought it was, which is trigger finger. Um, It could be something else. So they need a specialist to see what it is. So this week, I believe I have my Mm. person, but last week that was the, the diagnosis is I have to go. So that's fine. As long as what are you doing? Like uh, physical therapy to in the meantime, like I was doing occupational therapy, occupational therapy. Um, They were trying, we're doing exercises, Mm -hmm. massaging and stuff like that, but it wasn't improving the, the percent of strength in my hand. So because, and this has been since July, right. Mm -hmm. Um, she was like, you know, maybe he need to see a specialist because it's not getting better. And, and I'm all about conservative medicine first, you know, before, because at least I can go by the yeah. steps and say, all right, I did this. Yeah, I did, I did this, just boom. And then they can't say, well, you didn't try this. So, so that's my life in a nutshell. All right. Well, with me, I mean, it's just been actually, I had so many Zoom meetings this week. Um, and part of it by choice, but it was just literally like zoom, zoom, zoom. And I think, I think Friday was the only day other than work. Um, I had zoom cause I was watching the Lakers game. Oh which yes. Is so good. And so it's game six today. Ooh, so it's what already the, happened by the time. Score? You What's the, uh, um, we were on, on Friday, we were like two, one, so, wait, two, one. Yeah, two one. So we were thinking, oh, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it on Friday because we're gonna win again. And it was a really good game, but it was it was yeah, it was it was sad because we didn't win it. It was a close game. So now um Ooh. 
Oof. So it's uh it's it's uh tonight at 7 30 with the heat. Um so I look at it as a blessing because it's like what things do you have to look forward to? So it's yeah. like yeah, okay, a lot I'm of people are excited. Secretly, I was like kind of excited that oh, yeah, I'm having a game <laughs> six because I couldn't watch um the other game that was on Tuesday because I was in another Zoom meeting. <laughs> And I'm like, and it was my choice. So it was like, I, it was important to me to be at this meeting. Um, so I had to sacrifice watching the Laker game. So now I don't have to sacrifice it. I'm going to get off doing this meeting. Then I'm going to do work for school because every day I'm working. Um, yeah. And then hopefully I can have some downtime for myself and watch the game. At some yeah. Filipino American History Month Spotlight, 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 Spotlight. So this week's Filipino American uh, History Month Spotlight is going to be um, about Larry Itliang. It's fitting because uh, according to the Filipino American Historical Society, I hope I'm saying that right, um, the theme for this year's Filipino American Month is activism. And so um, um, I won't go into it in detail, but I do go, we do go into it detail in our Larry Itliong episode in season one, if you want to check that out. But um Basically, he was largely responsible for organizing uh, the strike, the grape Delano, the Delano grape strike um, in the 60s. Um, you probably haven't heard of him. You've probably heard of Cesar Chavez, um, who was at the forefront of uh, the AFW. The American Farm Worker, the United Farm Workers of America. Sorry, UFW. And um, but the, the story that people don't know is that Larry Young had been leading strikes up to that point. Um, so he was very much well versed in how to organize people. Um, he actually approached Cesar Chavez because. Uh, and about organizing with the Mexicans, because what was happening is that, you know, um, the Filipinos would strike and say, you know, we want, you know, better living condition, I mean, better working conditions and um, and being tr treated like a person. But they would say, eh, go ahead and strike because we're just going to hire more Mexicans. So it was kind of like it was kind of. Um, not working in their favor, like, and not working for the Mexicans either, because then they're, they would be doing the same thing too. Like, um, you know, not liking their working conditions as well and, um, pitting the Filipinos and the Mexicans against each other. Like, well, we're just going to go with this, these group of people. So he convinced Cesar Chavez to, to, to join to join together, join forces together. And even though it took five, almost five years uh, of a strike and a lot of, you know, community building and cooperation and collaboration, they, um, they, they did um, win um, in the grape strike. So Larry Itliong um, is a huge part of American history that is often not told um, in I'm looking at ufw.org. 
and it says uh, that Governor Jerry Brown signed uh, the law creating Larry Itliong Day in 2015. So there is a Larry Itliong Day in October, I believe. I want to say October 25th. Um, so yeah, to commemorate, to commemorate Larry. Larry um, uh, was from the Philippines, but came to America like most Filipinos um, being told that they were going to have a better life, that they were going to be able to pay for, you know, an education. And, um, and he was one of a lot of the, the, the monongs they call that, uh, that, that established uh, importance here, especially on the West coast. So that is Larry Itliong. Look him up or check out our episode. Filipino American History Month Spotlight, 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 Spotlight. Today I'm gonna talk about yo-yo dieting, avoiding the hamster wheel. This is actually the first installment in a series titled The Millionth Journey to a Healthier Me. Like 42.4% of the United States adults, I wrestle with obesity. I've tried a ton of programs searching for the ultimate weight loss solution. And while I achieved success with each, I easily regained the weight within a year. I never thought about the physical and emotional harm I was causing myself, nor did I question the reason I kept failing. But the impact of weight stigma pushed me to confront the weight-related demons, wrestle emotional despair, and navigate defeat on the road to health. For those who don't know what it is, yo-yo dieting, also known as weight cycling, is a term coined by Kelly D. Brownell at Yale University in reference to the repeated loss and gain of weight, resembling the up and down motion of a yo-yo. In this process, the dieter is initially successful in the pursuit of weight loss, but is success unsuccessful in maintaining the loss long-term and begins to gain the weight back. The dieter then seeks to lose the regained weight and the cycle begins. A typical example, by following a set diet, you quickly lose a lot of weight. Finding the diet overly restrictive, you quit. You start eating as much, if not more food than you did before your diet. Often, people overeat or binge after a strict diet. In addition, your metabolic rate is likely lower due to chronic dieting. As a result, you gain back weight beyond what you previously weighed. Feeling frustrated and depressed, you go back on a diet. And the cycle begins or continues. Um, Yo-yo dieting can have lasting adverse effects on your health. Some include increased risk of heart issues or stroke, especially for postmenopausal women and people who already have heart problems, increased body fat, muscle loss, stress, or feelings of depression, which can trigger increased cortisol production in the body. Too much cortisol can raise blood pressure and cholesterol levels and contribute to chronic diseases and mental health issues. Metabolic meltdown and resistance to losing weight, inflammation, and decreased lifespan. But given the possible risks, why do people choose to diet? Well, weight loss, obviously, but also improved health, higher energy levels, increased lifespan, 
special occasions like weddings, beach bodies, reunions, or spiritual or religious restrictions. I mean, gee, have you ever experienced yo-yo dieting? Um, I don't know about yo-yo. Um, cause I think I was just trying to think of, um, I'm more of like a binge person. So I don't think that's part of a diet. I think it's just more of my response to like emotional eating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that came about in college um, when I would get really depressed. And um, but then it was like, you know, like say it was like a night of like a, a, a night or a dinner that I binged that I experienced, it, which was like a and then I would just go back to being um, back to just normal. But um I don't know. I mean, I think I've always, um, I've, ex- I've said this before since I was in third grade. Um, I've always been, um, encouraged to be on a diet. Mm. So I don't think as a child, you can put yourself on a diet, like, but, um, we were always being, um, saying that we, uh, me and my cousin had to watch our weight. Um, because we looked like typical Americans, like we weren't like really skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, although if you look at pictures of me as an eight year old, I wasn't fat. Yeah. So um, it was like, oh, you could lose like stand to lose 10 pounds. Like it's always the 10 pounds. So when yeah. I look back on it, it's like, OK, that wasn't like an overweight person. If you just if you if you had to lose 10 pounds. But I don't think a third grader should be like on a diet. But I will say with the last uh, maybe. Uh, the last two decades, so the last 20 years, um, it's been um, a struggle because I have diabetes. So the last like 13 years ago, I was diagnosed, no, 13, I'd say about 12 years ago, because it was a year after we got married. Um, I was diagnosed with diabetes. And because and why? Because my lifestyle had changed drastically. So I think that's when the dieting kind of began uh, severely because it was like, because of my health. And so it's taken me in the last 10 years, it's taken me to lose 25 pounds and, um, but really slowly. That's good though. That is good because you want to do it. I know, but it it is frustrating because it's like, Oh my God, but I have to always remember the good thing is I have a chart and it reminds me like where, how far I've come. So like I may have gained five pounds, but at least I don't. I didn't gain twenty five pounds. So my whole my goal now, my why is, is health. I could care less about what I look at, like right yes. now. Mm-hmm. But um, um, I love myself, and my husband loves me the way I look. Um, it's more like I just want to live longer. So, so yeah, that's my experience with dieting. I don't know if I did yo yo. It's always been a steady whatever it was, except for the bouts of being depressed yeah and it's usually about a boy it's usually about a boy (laughs) and i'm definitely going to talk about that types of eaters Mm -hmm. in another segment you know i actually never realized that i was a yo-yo dying addict Mm -hmm. you know i just thought it was normal you know exercising Mm -hmm. following a strict diet good falling off the wagon overeating bad you know and i would just Mm -hmm. repeat it you know and i think i feel it all began you know, as a child, my aunt actually mm. would make me do whatever fad diet she was doing in the moment. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've heard about this, but I've done, you know, at the time I would did the grapefruit, Kaiser three day, the cabbage soup, the laxative oh, chocolate. 
Yeah, the laxative chocolates and Slimfest. Yeah, yeah. And then you know what? It's it's very common though. Like like your story is very common. Like um, I thought like I was just like you. Like oh my god, you know my family's telling me that I need to lose weight all the time. Like that was the worst thing. Um, but I've had friends that have gone to really extremes, and I'm like wow, like but we all suffered in silence. Like I didn't share yes. with them, like mm-hmm. how I was feeling. They didn't definitely didn't share with me what they were doing, like, which is probably what you're going to talk about. But um, I think everybody uh, suffers in silence and smiles through the pain. No, that is true. I mean, this is, I think why we build up these issues, you know, that weight stigma, you know, what society looks at us, our parents look at us, our friends, you know, uh, peers, and you feel pressured mm-hmm. uh, to, to look, like they do or to look like what uh you know america or whatever says beauty is and it's and that it really weighed on me and i and I, but i didn't you know i like i said i didn't think that maybe that's where all my problems started you know but i know that in high school i did like probably everybody else i practiced drastic restriction of calories you know and then i exercised more but i think it went into overdrive as an adult because, you know, you have more access to things. You can pay for things, you know, different mm-hmm. diets, you can try mm-hmm. other things. But a lot of the the stuff that I did was, I don't know if you heard of it, but I did the controversial Fen Fen diet. Yeah. I know people that pills. did that mm-hmm. and they were successful and, with it. I mean, yes. at that time. Uh-huh. And that it actually is banned because it was linked yeah. to a lot of heart problems. Mm-hmm. I did the Michael Thurman six week body makeover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you heard of him. I did Dexatrim. Yeah, Dexatrim, Ephedra, that Ma Huang, mm-hmm. herbal drug. I did Lindora, mm-hmm. uh, Herbalife, <laughs> mm-hmm. Isogenics. I did intermittent fasting and cleansing, mm-hmm. modified keto, and Weight Watchers. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you, you were never on a diet, but did, did you know people who were on that? Would you ever try it? Oh, yeah. Diets? I've known, um, I've known people on Fen Fen. I've known um, I've known people that were uh, bulimics. Um, I've mm-hmm. known people uh, that just uh, restrict themselves. But because I'm an emotional eater, it, I would have to be in an emotional state to do it. Like right now, yeah. I'm not in an emotional state. It's hard for me to do any of that. Um, there was one time where I was like severely, like I wouldn't say severely because now I can compare it to a severe depression. I was depressed. Um, and very sad, I would say. And I didn't really have an appetite and I was living by myself and, and, um, I did, uh, I did low carb and, and it was, I, I lost weight, like within six weeks, I lost like 15 pounds and I was able to keep it up without exercise, um, after like a year and a half. And then, um, and then life changed again. Life changes. I'm not by myself anymore. I'm not living by myself, I'm not eating the way I'm supposed I'm eating. And then it slowly came up and I, I, my lifestyle just changed. My, so I, I don't know. I think that affects me more the lifestyle, the emotional stuff. It affects me more because I don't have the discipline. Like, it sounds like you have discipline. I don't have any oh, discipline yeah. to follow <laughs> a program, to take pills, like, I don't even take, I have a hard time remembering taking my medication that I'm supposed to take. I'm like, I can't swallow like horse, but like (laughs) I've tried, (laughs) trust me. Like if there's a pill, I would want to take it, but I have a gag reflex. So I know. um, So with me, um, I, um, I 
have been on Weight Watchers and now it's WW. But the thing I like about it is that it doesn't teach you. It teaches you for me. Mm -hmm. What I need is the whole it's mental, because if it was just physical, most of us would just be skinny. But it's mental. It's the choices that you make and why you use them, why you why you do it. And that whole like bad versus good. They don't teach that. It's like, is it worth it? Like sometimes it's worth it. Like if I'm in Hawaii and there's a spam to be, I'm going to, and, and I, I can, or there's like a, a fresh fish caught, you know, whatever. And I'm going to have rice. I'm going to have it because I'm not there all the time. Right. So, so yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. I, with all the things that you mentioned, I'm like, it takes a lot of discipline, which I don't have because I you know what? mentally it's- don't care about it, I guess. <laughs> Because I'm but like, if I cared, term. if I cared about, if I cared about how I look, like, what it, it's easy just to take a pill. Like, yeah. I'm just like, why haven't I done it? And that's why I just like, okay, I, 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 I it's to me, it's all mental, like prioritizing mm-hmm. my life at this point. And back then, like, it's like we talked about this, like back then, you're just like, okay, I'm just not gonna eat breakfast, and like, I'm gonna lose like five pounds that week. But because our, our metabolism has changed, we can't do that anymore. It's just it'll come back, you know, so. And that's the thing. Like, I thought I thought I was a type of eater, um, which is a totally different thing. But when I started to do this research and really look into it, I'm like, wow, like this is like I did. This is me. Like, I'm this person, you know, and and yeah, sure, I could. I could discipline myself for that short period of time that I wanted to be on this diet. But then after a while, mentally it gets to you and you start thinking, Oh my God, I can't like either you get comfortable. You're, you're the weight you want to be. And then you're like, yeah, I could just eat again. Mm. And it's, uh, it's unconscious. You just start, you, you've restricted yourself. You deserve this. Yeah, and then all the of a sudden, before you know be it, a, yeah, boom. it has to be a lifestyle because like I said, like I said, I couldn't think, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong later on in life, but I like couldn't think like for the rest of your life, you would have to take these pills. Like I said, it's hard for me to take mm-hmm. them. And that's just because of, of the way I am. I just, I hate swallowing like pills. So, um, so I think like I couldn't for the rest of my, eat, my life eat cabbage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I exactly. don't even like <laughs> the smell. Except it was in Kahlua pig, but I mean, Ooh, I couldn't eat yeah. it every day. But yeah, you know, like this, this article mm-hmm. that I found um, actually helped me realize the toxic habits that I was creating. And it actually pushed me towards unexplored alternatives. I mean, it was, I found it to be insightful, you know, and inspiring. And I actually strongly recommend this read, especially for oh. people who struggle with the diet hamster wheel. We'll put the link um, in our notes. Uh, the the article is called 12, Re- 12 Reasons to Ditch the Diet Mentality by Christine Byrne for HuffPost. Um, some of the points that stood out for me, and it's in no particular order. I know, and you would think, gosh, how could this article? But no, when, you, when you're someone like me who's always searching for that be-all, end-all, you know, it's, it, you get lost in that. You know, you don't, you don't think that it's so easy and it's difficult to just be healthy or to be um you know, because I, I love food so much, but yeah. I really had to really sit with myself 
and ask myself, like I said, the hard questions, you know, like why, why wasn't this working for me? I didn't mm-hmm. think about that before. I just didn't work. I'll just try another one. I, obviously that one just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but reading this article, it was just, I was like, okay. I mean, made me, it, it made me think. And so number one, um, dieting doesn't actually lead to long-term weight loss for most people. And, and you would think that's obvious, but mm-hmm. um, restricting food, makes you want it more. I know that, which is why people fall off the wagon in the first month or two of a diet. Even if you stick to your diet, your body will resist loss because it views dieting as a form of starvation. As a survival mechanism, our metabolism slows and the hormones that regulate appetite and satisfaction change. And maybe that's what I didn't realize was happening to me. You know, I'd be dieting and then I'd feel like, oh my God, I just have to break out. I had to eat like a whole cake, you know, like, but it, it was your body, you know, your, it was the, hor- the hormones and the, your, your mental, you know, mind telling you, you know, talk, it's like the devil on the show, you know, the, the devil on the right, the angel on the left, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, dieting disconnects you from what your body actually needs. Mm-hmm. It teaches us to eat according to arbitrary food rules mm-hmm. instead of tuning it into our own cravings and hunger signals, which undermines our own internal wisdom around food. When we reject diet ideas and diet culture, our bodies can tell us how to eat, when to stop, and what foods make us feel most energized. She recommends intuitive eating by nutritionists Evelyn Tribal and Elise Resch, which focuses on nurturing our bodies rather than starving it, encourages natural weight loss and helps you find the weight you were meant to be. I'm um, definitely want to check out that book. I just must be really big because it's about $30. Yeah. <laughs> um, <And> hardcover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yep. um, I, I don't know. Do you, do you trust your body? Like do you eat and you can tell like I'm full, you know, like I'm going to stop. Do you ever if if I'm mindful about it, yeah. Okay. Like yesterday we had a Mediterranean food. Um and yeah, I was just like, I don't think I could eat another bite. And I just put it away. Yeah. But it just depends on it, like I said, it depends on a lot of things. Like a uh, mindful eating, intuitive eating, that's where it is. It's like you have to be really it's a practice that oh. you have to do. So it just depends because what if my emotion I was in a, in a good mood, like I was mm-hmm. just like being neutral, like wasn't in a great mood, probably leading towards a good mood, not in yeah. a bad mood. <laughs> but like if I was in a bad mood, maybe that would be different. Either I wouldn't eat it or I'd eat the whole thing. So I already know that I'm an emotional eater because yeah. because when I get mad too, like sometimes it's like, OK, you know just shove something down because what's happening is I'm shoving down my emotions down my throat Mm. because I can't speak it or someone doesn't allow me to say it. So I physically pushing it down my throat and just deal with it. Like I have a lot of pent up, you know, like things like when I have the chance to say something I do because I know the consequence is of pushing your feelings down is that you're going to hurt yourself Mm -hmm. either like eating more food or just holding it in and your blood pressure is going to hit the roof. Like my blood pressure is going to go up. So yeah, that's been a constant, you know, struggle of just like knowing when, but usually 
Um, also, if I'm if I haven't fed myself in a long time because I'm I'm busy, I'll get too hungry. Mm-hmm. So that becomes another emotional response. Like I didn't take care of myself. So now, therefore, now I'm going to overeat. And yeah. then you're going to feel like crap afterwards. So um, that's what I like about, you know, the program that I'm going through. It's just like, because it's that fact of that, the whole guilt that's connected to food and the way your relationship mm-hmm. is with food. But um, looking at, I used to go to doctors and look at those charts all the time. Like, and it doesn't, again, I think, you know, with growing older, like that, that need to be a certain number has gone away for me. Um, especially since, you know, in the last uh, 12 years, because the number that I care about more is my A1C, my blood sugar number. Um, I've never, even as a child, like even as a teenager ever stayed at 120 for a very long time. So why would I expect myself to be 120 now? Like, and I was a pretty healthy kid, like, and I was a healthy adult. And um, I always tested really good in my blood sugars. And like I said, it within the 12 years, it just wasn't good because of my lifestyle has changed. But um, I'm, that is not my ideal weight, even though on the chart, mm-hmm. it says with my frame, with my height, I should be like at one between what 100 and 120 or mm-hmm. even 110. I think that's unhealthy. Like, yeah, I think that because I would have to say that I wasn't when I felt the healthiest. I think that's to get to that. Um, always to strive to that, which I remember being like a 15 year old just like just five more pounds and I can make it to 110. It's like, it was killing me like mentally. And it's like when you should just be embracing like who you are. So, so yeah, I, I think charts whack. I think, you know, think of a number to me to think of a number that you feel like, okay, when's the last time that you felt okay in your clothes? Okay. I would say 40, if I lost 40 pounds. And that's not even anywhere near 120. Like, yeah. Like, so I'm like, okay, 40 more pounds to go. Like, I, you know, um, I mean, that's how much much gait, weight I've gained over uh, the last, you know, it literally came upon like four years of me just moving out here and commuting yeah. two hours a day. It, I, it That weight piled on quick. And then that's when I developed diabetes. So if I could just, get to which is which is a it's a it's a struggle Mm -hmm. because of what I just said about the mental thing I go through a lot of um stress and Mm -hmm. a lot of frustration and um and physical stress too of just like driving and sitting it's it's very frustrating yeah I mean I I am, I find that I'm a stress eater. So when I'm under stress, I'm not hungry, but I feel like mentally, I feel like I'm burning all these calories. So I got to eat something, you know, it's, it's probably the blood in my blood too, but it's like, mm-hmm. I got to eat something to make me feel better. Like I'm stressed. I'm not, you know, and that's, that's what scares me is that I don't have, I mean, I can tell when I'm full, but then I'm like, but God, I didn't really eat so much. You know, I'm like, shouldn't I be eating more? And and that's, it's the fight that I have with my, you know, my body knows that it's fine, you know, but my mind is like, no, but you can, you can fit one more in there and I can Mm -hmm. fit one more. And so that I do have to pay more attention to my emotional response, like what my Mm -hmm. body is telling me. Um, So number three, she talks about 
healthy behaviors, um, not, not weight loss diets are likely what leads to better health. Um, dieting and weight loss won't necessarily make you healthier, but that doesn't mean improving your health is impossible. Um, adopting healthier behaviors without dieting is a great idea. Very tough for me. People of any size are able to engage in healthful behaviors and modify them to sustainably fit into their lives. Exercising in a way that is enjoyable and energizing, not just to lose weight, eating foods that are delicious and make you feel good, cultivating close relationships in a strong community around you, and avoiding risky behaviors like drug or alcohol use. Mm-hmm. Um, four, there's no such thing as the perfect diet. Each person has a way of eating that will suit them best, which can be explored through individualized experimentation and personal experience. Learning to eat intuitively in what way works for you is key to feeling your best. When you stop dieting and start trusting your body, you learn so much about how different foods make you feel physically and mentally. And her bottom line, I actually liked what she uh, what she says here. But she says that uh, vow to stop treating your body like something that needs fixing. Your body is one of the only constants in life. And you should try to respect, you know, you should try to maintain a healthy relationship with it by treating it with respect rather than punishing or restricting yourself. Because once we get out of our heads and stop obsessing so much about food and what to eat, we actually do more positive things for our bodies because we're making decisions based on respect, compassion, and non-judgment instead of fear and shame. And that really talked to me because I, I obviously didn't respect my body, obviously. You know, it was uh, what I was doing to it was unhealthy, but I, I never thought about that. You know, I mean, I just wanted to be thin or, or it was mostly always wanting to be thin. There was a special occasion. I had the wedding, you know, I have to, to be in this. And so it's really made, I'm really have to change and adjust Mm -hmm. the way that I view myself, you know, the way I eat and, you know, so that, that's why I'm, I'm on this journey. It's to really, really get to the bottom of what's, why I can't, and and I believe it's because I don't, I'm always trying to look for, look without, I'm trying to look without instead of looking within, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And while you're reading that, I thought about dieting and why it's, it doesn't work with me. Um, like I said, I've the only diet that I really followed through a lot was um, with low carb, and I see some benefits in it. Obviously, because I've I've been on it and like being being diabetic and everything like that. But I think what's uh, what what it doesn't draw me to dieting is my personality. We talked about thought processes and thought. Um, what is it called? I forgot what it was called. I know what you're talking about. I remember anyway, that episode. I'm yeah. an all or nothing person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So dieting doesn't work for me because if I mess up, that's it. The whole thing is messed up. Like I can't, that's the whole thing. Like reset on Monday, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Do it let's, on just, Monday. <laughs> let's start on Monday. Then you mess up on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, well, start it's going to be the weekend. <laughs> Thursday, Friday. Might as well keep it going Saturday because on Monday I'm going to... That swag doesn't work because it's always going to be that way instead of being more um, 
mindful of like, okay, like you're going to, it's the, you're going to accept that you're going to eat this chili cheese fries, right? Mm-hmm. You know, are, are you going to, how are you going to feel after you eat it? Are you going to feel good? Are you going to feel, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's that because you have to accept whatever you you do like say for example you're you drink until you're like okay i know my my limit is three yeah if i go to four or five i'm gonna have to accept whatever is gonna come <laughs> so it's your relationship with food and yes. that it's it's connected to shame and guilt yes. because it's like yes. when somebody goes through a binge whether it be a drug binge a food binge um any kind of binge, you feel bad afterwards. It's the shame that's connected. So it has nothing to do with the food. It has to do with your relationship with yourself. And it's your addiction is the foods. Other people have um, sex addictions and alcohol and drugs. And it's kind of almost the same thing. It's like that you you do good and then you mess up and then now you're just like this a downward spiral mm-hmm. so we can go back and reset. And so it's 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 very hard for me to think in terms of diets because I already know myself. If yeah. I don't do it perfectly, I'm like I go through the whole gamut of emotions of shame and guilt and why yes. you're not good enough and why you couldn't no. do it. So I've learned in my older age that I can't think of that it's like I got to do something different um so this uh workshop that I'm that I'm involved in it's about resilience and they talk about stress and um how we shouldn't think of stress as a negative thing um like you should have no stress you know like that don't have any stress it's like stress is a bodily function to help you survive the problem is is that it, it helped us say the man stayed alive, right? It's like they see a dinosaur run, you know, yes. like <laughs> if you don't have no stress, you're like, eat me, you know? Um, so if there's a hurricane, they're like, whoa, let's go ahead for the hills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like stress is good. It helps you stay survive. It helps you stay, help, help your ancestors stay alive all this time. However, the bad thing about it is us being, uh, responding to it. So yeah, there's no dinosaurs chasing me now, but why am I putting my, my response to it is like freeze. Yes. Or I just want to not start the day. Like, like it's, it's not matching. Like, so without going into it, it kind of connected to what you're saying is that it's not about the food. It's about um, what's happening inside. So, Mm -hmm. so that kind of reminded me of my resilience training is, is that, um, what's happening to you inside and then respond and then allow yourself to take a moment and calm down because how many times have you made it? They said, don't make a decision when you're overly happy or overly (laughs) mad, right? Cause you're not in that really good frame of mind. You're not in a low stress state. You're in a kind of a high stress state. And usually a high stress day is like what, you know, you're going to fight flight, you know, or or freeze. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so that's, that's what kind of reminded me. And then also I wanted to say, cause I wrote this in my notes is that um, when people talk about dieting or, you know, now they don't say it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just don't eat any carbs at all. It's just a lifestyle. It triggers me a lot. Because of this talk that we're having, it's like I have experience with all of that. 
you know, in some way, shape or form. And maybe we have different experiences, but the same. And it's like, it's, I, I don't like to talk about, you know, restrictive dieting stuff because it's a trigger because mm. it goes back to what we're saying. It's more about within. I've yeah. seen people that diet that, okay, they don't diet. They change their lifestyle. <laughs> it's like, you've gone a little bit too far. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's becomes another, it's a, like, it's like, is it a lifestyle or is it like an a, addiction? Yeah. 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 Because I would think you would be happy or yeah. what do you think? You're like, supposed to be. That's what right? it, it's like, to, if I'm it's skinny, to, I'm going to be yeah. happier. Right. Yeah. So there's something or you elevated or something, you know? So no, I, I can tell you when I was, that. when I was thin, obviously if I, if I was happy, I would have, I, you know, like, and and I'm glad you brought that up because in in my next installment I'm, I talk about shame, shame and, and loss and shame and gain. But you know right. it's it's um, I was thin. I, I, there were times I wasn't happy, and I, I didn't correlate why I wasn't happy. You know, I just thought, okay, and I just began to eat again. You know, I just okay, I'm happy, so I'm going to eat, and then mm-hmm. boom, I'm back to where I started. So obviously, at that obviously, I never addressed mm-hmm. like you mentioned what's happening, you know, being mindful of what's happening like within. I kind of, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that episode because again, we're related. So we, we kind of run in the same circles. So I understand a lot of the things you're saying. And I had, um, on one of the comments, cause I had talked about Adele's weight loss mm-hmm. and I was a little irritated with it. Because Adele is awesome. Like, yes. I don't give a fuck what she, if she fucking had a mustache. Like, I, yeah. she has talent. And for her to get so much recognition over losing weight, to me, it was just like, why can't we just get, why can't we just allow her to have yeah. their accolades? Like, she lost weight great. Like, that's fine. But like, I'm like, we're not talking about, um, you know, I don't know. Like if you're a male singer, like you're not going to get that much, you know, true uh, attention or they have great hair. They they wear fucking Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Sported that, you know, freaking (laughs) uh, white hair all this time. And nobody's like, oh, my God, he should diet. You know what I mean? Like like Drake, he he, he pumped up his body and they maybe commented, but that wasn't. They never associate, you know, it wasn't such a big deal. Like, yeah, because, oh my gosh, yeah, because he, a lot of people respect him. Right. Yeah. Um, I was just a little irritated with that because, um, yeah, I'm just like, it overshadowed her talent mm-hmm. and the person that commented, I was like, yeah, but it is hard to lose weight. I'm like, no, duh. Like, yeah, like I'm not saying that, that it's not hard, but it's, not bravo, hard, but it's a problem when you focus so much attention on yes. that accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So. So if you look at it, just a normal person, okay, mm-hmm. not Adele, you're just a normal person. You get a lot of attention because you lost 20 pounds, yeah. 30 pounds, been there, 40 been pounds. They're <laughs> like, wow, that's all they keep talking about. Right. Yeah. You're like you get attention, but it's, it's like, oh, now they're what, but now they're really yes. watching me. They're watching and, me. Yes. Like the hawk. And now it's like, damn, you gain it back. And you're like, right. you don't want to show your face. You're just like, walk, you know, walk. And that's why I hate you know? that because it's like, yeah. You got the positive attention because you lost weight, but now you're just waiting. It's just like, you know, they're just like waiting for you to lose, yeah. for you to gain five more pounds. Is she going to make it? It's like, let's oh, bet. but let's if you bet. lose five more pounds, oh no, she's wasting away. She's like, she's yeah. a problem. <laughs> yes. 
She looks unhealthy. She, she looks unhealthy. Like she, she's she, here, you need something. to eat like another size of pizza. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, it, and then it's, it kind of cycles that whole with the shame and the guilt. And it's like, it, mm-hmm. it feeds into that. And it's like, how is that being helpful? So I consciously don't make it a point to be like, that's the first thing I notice about somebody. It's like, Hey, yeah. lost weight. Because yeah. That way has nothing to do with why I like you. It's like I liked you when you're chubby, and I like you when you're skinny, and I like. But I'm you guilty, any, girl. I have to between. say, I'm guilty. I'm that. I but when but hearing you say that, and then hearing you know when we talk well, about because it, you're projecting. And, and this, you're projecting. Yeah. Because that's how you perceive yourself. You're doing yes. good when you're skinny. Yes. You're not doing good when you're not. So when you all those people. Um, around us that were like, oh, that make those comments, whether you're in the room or not. Um, that's where the thinking, that's where it all grew from with mm-hmm. that thinking that, and it's perfectly, you know, uh, it's perfectly fine. It's like the projecting what's important to them. So that's what I said. I'm like, I make a consciousness. I'm like, no, it, it's important. But what's more important is, are, are they happy with their life? Yes. You know, and I wish that that's what happened to me when I was younger be like asking me more about myself and what would you know um not about hey you look skinnier today yeah or you lost weight and it's like it's feeding into your little mind of Mm -hmm. ooh, people like me more because I'm skinnier like I'm accept I'm accepted more in my family because I'm not like an embarrassment of being fat Mm -hmm. and it creates toxicity it creates like you know, and, and then you become an adult, and like you can't blame and here your, I am. You can't, you can't blame you can't blame your parents anymore. You're here like, I am. Yeah, this is, that's what happens. That's, this is the example of what happens. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Shit, like, you know? you're but an adult. Like, you're an adult, and you can't blame anybody anymore. Right. It's like I, I got parents are like it. gonna be like, so what are you gonna do about it now? That's you right. know what I mean? Like, okay, I and facts. Yeah, face they're facts. They're never gonna take ownership. They're never gonna take ownership of like. Oh yeah, I did this to you. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, no, nope, I did this. But you to are myself. grown as woman now. I'm like, what are you gonna <laughs> do about right. it? That's right. I'm trying, girl. This is I this know. is the journey. This is the journey. Don't make it again. You know, like you <laughs> no, know, no. of like of winning and failing. Yeah. Or yeah. accomplishing and not accomplishing. Like I think you want to set up yourself up for failure. If like after five five months, this is true. This is true you know, away in time. What did you learn? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a lot of pressure. I mean, that's why I'm excited. I'm excited because I am learning things on this project and um, I'm hoping that, that it'll really help me change, you know, my view Mm -hmm. of, of, you know, and and stop using the word diet. I really have to stop using that word. Um, Just think the word diet has the word die in it. A little part of you dies. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. But that's that's die, the reason. Die. That's the reason. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't charge for the the, the nuggets of knowledge I drop every Sunday. No, just kidding. Join in on the conversation. We welcome your comments, ideas, and suggestions. What challenges have you faced with regard to weight? Have you ever been a victim of yo-yo dieting? And how did you break the cycle? Please share our podcast with people who might like our show. We'd love to hear from you. 
leave a comment on our social media pages like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for The Coconut Connection and our handles will be in the show's notes. Or you can always just email us at coconutconnection number two at gmail.com. Please look for the second installment in the series, The Millionth Journey to a Healthier Me, where we explore shame in weight loss and gain, body positivity slash acceptance, and is it truly possible? We also have our book club installment next week, um, The Patron Saints of Nothing by Randy Rebay. If you would like to come on and be a guest reviewer and just talk story with us, um, that would be great. Just um, um, contact us through our social media or even just email us. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast, The Coconut Connection. I'm Jade. And I'm G. Until next time, try smize. No stink eye. Stay woke, not broke. Peace.